Doug en Vogue. What does en Vogue mean again? In style. Oh, okay. It's French for a Doug episode. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Doug in Doug. <laughs> Doug and Doug episode. <laughs> Doug in Doug out, baby. Oh. Are, you, are, you, are you ready? Funny. Expensive. Wanna nah. Whatever. Happy. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Funny Papers, a show where three thirty-somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic '90s cartoon show Doug. I'm Mike, and with me, I'm my friend Sam. A cab also includes the Fashion Police <laughs> and Jim. Has anybody seen my gigantic gold medal that says "Rap" on it? Today we cover episode forty-four, part one of Doug. And now back again to all episodes after the first, Doug was separated Woo. into two 12-minute shorts. Woo. And episode 44, part one's title is Doug and Vogue. This one, real bad. Like, I, it starts off absolutely off kilter and gets worse from there. It kicks ass. I, I liked it. For, for whatever reason, like, I was looking forward to this one because in my child brain, I was just like, oh, yeah, this one is clever. <laughs> and it's not. Why so would you think one, that? I, I mean, like I said, my, my memory of this show is, like, totally all over the place. Yeah. And the reason I, I think I thought this was clever is because this episode does what most TV shows do in a throwaway joke, which is like remark on the fact that the characters are always wearing the same clothes. But this episode, this does an entire episode over that throwaway joke. Right. Yes. And all the lore is just like, I I don't know. This one I think might be a fantasy because none of the lore matters. That that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Doug forgets how Doug forgets that he has photographs of himself. (laughs) I was thinking Doug is capable of summoning the entire class to his room so he can talk about his wardrobe. I was thinking about this the whole time. I was like, we specifically had an episode with yearbook photo taking right yep they have uh-huh. seen doug in pictures before uh-huh right doug's dad is a photographer uh-huh yep his house is covered in fo- photographs <laughs> every doug time came out of the womb wearing the same outfit yeah every time we go up the stairs we see like eight pictures of doug they saw when they went to his room they saw pictures <laughs> we even yeah, when you say he came out of the womb wearing this, we've seen baby Doug wearing baby same clothes. Right? Come on. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yes. Well, <laughs> yeah, this is a gag you could do in a universe where we've ever seen Doug change his clothes, but we haven't. Like the only times we've seen him in anything other than his usual outfit it's been his pajamas or a fantasy, or I think he did put on the bow tie dipshit shirt just the once. He also had the PP jacket when he went on the not date with Patty. And he went to the pool uh, wearing his like 80s cocaine dealer outfit. Uh-huh. True, true. <laughs> yeah, th- I think you're right, Mike. I think this is a fantasy of what if I was stylish I and think no one so- believed me. It, yeah, what if suddenly somebody was into me for... What if suddenly the fashion police got around to it being my turn? Yeah. And answer, 
oh no, that would suck too. Like this one is all a very weird self-fulfilling fantasy. I think so too. All right, well, let's keep that in mind as we step through it because it begins with, like, all the kids are just playing in the park. Uh, Larry has a wacky wizard, which is a fun throwback to that doesn't make any sense and doesn't matter. Uh, And Doug is talking, he's saying, Dear Journal, Some people are really into clothes and fashion. But me, I always just wear the same old stuff. And we know that to be true. (laughs) Joke is over. And everyone else is wearing the same old stuff, too, right? In this yes. scene? Okay. Fashion doesn't happen up until this this episode. Yeah, and it doesn't even happen at the beginning of this episode. So maybe maybe the beginning isn't a fantasy. Maybe, like, the beginning yeah. before Doug realizes that people care about clothes. Uh-huh. Maybe. Maybe, maybe this TV show doesn't actually exist. Yeah. <laughs> he just, like... Because at the end of it, we hear a stranger outside go, hey, it's on, <laughs> which is, seems like the least efficient way of, like, learning what's on the television. And that's how they find out at the beginning, too, because, like, some random girl just shouts out her window, which I guess it faces the park, her house does, because she yells out the window that, hey, everybody, Teen Heart Street's coming on! And that's how everyone, and everyone's like, oh, shit, yeah, I guess it is. We also wait. We also find out later that Teen Heart Street is on at eight p.m. on Thursdays. So, but it's like daytime, Prime time, baby. Yeah, but it's day. Yeah. But it's daytime during the, when they're in the park. It's like midday. Whatever. Time is sick. I guess. The thing that interests me the most about this is: was that a TV genre that like existed in the early nineties? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Nine hundred two one zero. Yeah. All oh, right. Nine hundred two one zero. That was that's that what, what I was facing. I think. Yeah. That, like, okay. I'm. I'd completely spaced that show existed, but yes, you were completely right. Even like any any kind of teen drama, right? Like uh, I don't know, you could even like you could even hey, s- dude, right? <laughs> yeah. The teen the teen drama genre, however, took a while to come into existence. Like it was a newish thing at the time. I want to say when did the OC come out? Oh, that was two thousands. Okay, yeah, OC was, was much later. Yeah, yeah. that was two thousand. Nine hundred two one zero was, I think, the original. Yeah. I guess. I mean, Saved by Bell sort of was a yeah. teen drama. Saved by the Bell. It was a comedy more than a drama, but it was you know, yeah, it was teenagers having. Yeah, Saved by the Bell is the Urkel. Yeah. There's Urkel. Oh, Urkel. <laughs> uh, Urkel was uh, Urkel was not the teen drama though. Yeah. Urkel was part of the whole uh, family. Family drama. Yeah. Sister was a teen. Yeah, it's Urkel was maybe a teen. <laughs> Stefan Urkel was as cool as a teen. Oh, good point. <laughs> God. <laughs> if you ever want to kill many, many more brain cells than you've killed listening to this podcast. Take a look at the uh, Wikipedia page for Stefan Urkel because the Family Matters canon is a fascinating place. Oh man! It's basically what happens to Doug in the later seasons. Yeah, I'm told. we've 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 mentioned that in a bunch of his fantasies that it's it's him turning into Stefan. <laughs> but yeah, so hey, this is definitely like nine hundred two one zero, or even Saved by the Bell, or even Power Rangers. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's his teenagers with that. And it's teenagers yeah. with attitude that have, like, they go to school and they're like, oh, what does this, does Tommy like me? You know? Yeah. <laughs> that's what they said. And then they beat up some putty. <laughs> and then they immediately shape shifted into much smaller Japanese actors to do some stunts. Yeah. 
Well, that might happen in uh, Teen Heart Street as well. We don't get to see an entire episode. Oh, yeah. Fresh Pr- Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, yeah. Boy Meets World. Yeah, all that shit. Fresh Prince of, Bel- yeah, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was... I thought that was later 90s for some reason. I don't know. Uh, that 70s... Legends Fresh of the, Prince was early. Legends of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> I guess Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. God. years. That's all this shit. Wonder, yeah, Wonder Years is where the trend kicks off because that was a family show. That was a show focused on kids that started in the 80s. That tracks. Sure. Yeah, that was that 60s show. Let's just name off television shows for the next hour. Oh, yeah. We'll name off television. <laughs> we'll name off uh, better shows that we could do a podcast. <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, man. What about uh, what about Rugrats? <laughs> Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, yeah. What, what about ab- Magic the Gathering? What about all that? <laughs> <laughs> Notice that I'm exclusively naming Nickelodeon shows. I'm just going off a list I'm looking at. Oh, we, yeah. I mean, we should do a uh, an episode on Are You Afraid of the Dark? Because I'm curious to see if it holds up. I'm scared. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I that's Mike's review, I, ladies and gentlemen. I, that's why I never watched it. I was too scared. I am. You, you just watched the, the promos for it and said, "Are you afraid of the dark?" Yes. Literally. Okay, yes. Good. Sorry, that good clown. Day. That clown from Are You Afraid of the Dark fucked my life up yeah. for like a year. Yeah. I watched that and then I looked at a cover of a Goosebumps book and said, "That." <laughs> anyway, but. <laughs> Doug, we should go back to Doug real quick because I know. Look, fine, whatever. <laughs> look, we gotta give the people what they want because the uh, uh, the cool it immediately kids immediately ends podcast, right? Yeah, because Beefy Connie and Chucky are reading Teen Fad and grinning like crazy because you Dylan, get the joke. The joke is that it's a fad. Yeah, and Dylan is in the front cover because Dylan is the star of Teen Heart Street. Also, I do want to call out that uh, Dylan, who we see in this, is very clearly just the Doug character model. Just they gave him hair. Yeah, I mean everybody is when you meet when you break it down to its base. Even level. then, their proportions are pretty damn close to Doug's. Yeah, especially once they put on the the clothes, right? Everybody. Oh yeah, into once Doug. they put on the clothes, it becomes painfully obvious. But like, even at this point, where he's wearing something else, like, huh, you're exactly the same shape, height, etc. as Doug. Weird. Right. Right. Well, everybody, uh, like, they they get interrupted because apparently everybody's got to go and watch. Teen Heart Street at home. Everybody fucking bolts out of the park with their hands above their heads, so amped to watch it. And Doug is like, he's thinking about it, and he says sometimes he wishes he was a trendsetter. Sometimes I wish I was a trendsetter, like Dylan Farnham. Don't remember this for the rest of the episode. Right. Like, right. I'm looking at my notes now, and I'm like, wait, he said that? That's not at uh-huh. all. He did. And then he spends the entire episode lamenting that he is a trendsetter because it's not that he wants to be a trendsetter he he wants to be appreciated for being a trendsetter. yeah it's not so yeah that's that's right it's not that uh uh he's he's like oh man i hope people do the things that i like it's that i hope people recognize me for being cool right Mm -hmm. i guess that i am the creator of this yeah i guess he just wants credit that's what all this is yes correct okay 
Which, to be fair, yeah. I mean, sure. like, if I came up with a trend and so everyone else was uh, just copying it without recognizing me, the best person in the universe, I'd too be pissed. Of course. Why has everybody got to be wearing these cargo jorts? <laughs> You're the one that came up with them. Comfortable yeah. and easy to wear. Carry on. Yeah, it can hold your Game Boy. Ah. <laughs> uh. Anyway. Uh, so, Doug... And poor Chop are watching the show and are like sitting on the floor eating popcorn. And Judy comes in and is like, This show is trash, you idiot. Don't you realize you're filling your head with junk? Don't you realize it's just a tool for enforcing juvenile conformity? Do you think that this is a dig on Doug, on the show Doug? Kind of. <laughs> I don't bit. know if it's, cl- I don't know if the writers are clever enough. <laughs> I mean, we've seen writers rebel against the staff, like, and they like, yes. talk shit on Doug, and then that's the last episode they write. Let's but look up who wrote this one. See if he came back. It's some, yeah, he's come back, and he's written a couple. He's written a couple before. He's not not written anything that's like overtly. He's written a bunch of them, right? It's yeah. nothing. There that's, like, is crazy. an interesting bit in this, and in that I have to give Judy props for the masterful older sibling move of shit talking the show that you our younger siblings are watching because that shit's for babies. And then sitting down to watch it anyway. Yeah, oh, totally. <laughs> and she talks that Dylan Farnham, the main character, the main actor of the show, she says that he has absolutely no taste just as he walks out in the show wearing exactly the, the outfit that Doug always wears. Dylan Farnham, wearing the same clothes as me. And Doug is like, oh no, I, he took my look. That me! That me! (laughs) I'm the trendsetter! Me, on the television! Yeah, yeah, Dylan Farnham even has Doug's initials. This is definitely a fucking... Oh, shit! I did not notice that. Yeah, definitely then. Oh, man. And and you know it's a fantasy, too, like, when you watch the show. Because I don't know if this is on purpose or not, but there's a fucking ice maker over top of the drinking fountain in the show. Which maybe is a joke. <laughs> maybe it's a joke. I don't know. I, I can't give credit for anything in this show to be a visual joke or not. Right. <laughs> so it might just We've be even a, hurt too much. This might just be a fuck up. Who knows? Oh <laughs> uh, well, Doug gets. We come back from the title card, and Doug is amped because he's like, "Oh, they they must have scouted me. They must have the people who make the show must realize how cool I am, and then I'm a cool trendsetter, right? The only way that someone could have worn this outfit before." Uh, no, Doug is wearing brown pants, a white t-shirt, and a green vest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's very unique. Uh, he's worn this forever, and I guess no one else he's ever seen before has ever worn it. Which, you know, I wait, he must have bought it from somewhere, right? Unless he makes all his own clothes. Well, theoretically. Yeah, maybe he makes all his own clothes, though. Because wait, maybe his mom made it for him. Yeah, because they've been able to find this style in every size as he's grown. Uh, throughout his whole life in multiple cities because he lived in Bloatsburg, too. It turns out recycling literally only produces this type of product because this is the <laughs> mid-90s, so you just wear recycled green vests forever, Doug. But maybe, yeah, maybe his mom has recycled and made them because how else are they going to find the same style for 11 years in every size, right? I don't know. Shrug, I 
Well, wait, Sears is still a thing at this time. If it's just a standard Sears thing, then you can probably still get them. I guess. Well, Doug's Sears the only... was Amazon before Amazon, and then they got a libertarian CEO <laughs> who crashed them into the pavement. Well, Doug's the only person who's ever bought it before. <laughs> I guess. Except for, uh, it turns out that uh, the clothing manufacturers have scaled it up real fucking good, as we are about to see. Right. And Doug imagines... Uh, the show Shad de Chic, where a woman is broadcasting from a high rise, laying in a circle bed, and uh, is just talking about how the cool new style is Doug's clothes. In an extremely awkwardly horny way, too. Yeah, it's like, so it's very funny to me that, like, this, it's a very, like, sexual shot right because she's in a circle bed with heart pillows laying like sideways uh in like a low-cut dress uh and like being filmed from all angles fashion flash a new look has hit the streets and everyone's wearing it the funny thing is to me is she's talking about how it's the new rage that everyone is wearing doug's clothes except she's not (laughs) she's the only person who's not in fact yeah (laughs) she's the only one who's too cool for doug's clothes hi i'm the seductive voice of what's cool right now you should be wearing this is what Jim. <laughs> an eleven-year-old dipshit. Is. <laughs> I'm Jim, the voice of what's cool. <laughs> That's how this works now. Yeah. I'm Sam, the horny voice. <laughs> I'm Mike, the voice that smiles and tells you that I believe in you. We are, however, all sitting on the same round bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that's where we record this show from, from a high-rise apartment. We're all holding hands the entire time. Well, it seems that everyone in this fantasy, from uh, people on the runway, model runway models, and underground rock stars, and even Joe Speck, the screenwriter, is wearing Doug's clothes. And Doug... Doug fantasizes about walking into his school with, like, his nose raised, and everyone is frowning at him while wearing his clothes, and then they compliment him and tell him he's sweet. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And they call him Doug Funny King of Style. No more kings. (laughs) No more kings. Well, Doug comes out of the fantasy, or maybe he doesn't. Maybe this is, like, still part of the fantasy, right? It really feels like it. I thought it was continuing the fantasy until I became painfully clear it wasn't supposed to be. Yeah, because now Doug is walking into school for real, and he says, I decided I wouldn't say anything about it. I just wait for everyone to notice. And then he immediately starts talking to people about it. About the fact yeah. that he's always worn this. Yes, because he walks into school and nobody gives a shit or cares because they're all dressed up like him now. There's also, and it makes me giggle a little bit, They because they realize that if you put uh, Roger and Chalky in the same outfit, they are almost indistinguishable. They make sure Roger is still wearing his leather jacket. Right. And BB isn't even wearing the, like, shorts, Doug's shorts. She just has a long version of his sweater vest on. 
Chalky has a varsity letter jacket in Doug Green, just for this occasion. It rules. <laughs> that probably cost him like $1,000. He made the school pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> that he, and he changes it every week when there's a new uh, fashion. He gets the school to make him a new, custom make him a new varsity jacket in that fashion. Alpha move, alpha mindset. Yeah. Uh, well, they they talk about how much, how sick Teen, teen Heart Street is. And uh, they're talking about how it's cool that Doug is also wearing Dylan's look. And Doug is like, fuck you, it's my look, and nobody believes him. But this is the way I always dress. Oh, yeah, of course it is, Doug. Right, I don't believe this. None of us have ever paid attention to your clothes before, Doug, and we are not going to start now. Which is weird, right? Because at the beginning of this, when they were in the park, like, wasn't BB insulting him for not being fashionable? Like, yes. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> what? You see a contradiction there? <laughs> you notice that perhaps there's a logic hole in the 90s cartoon show, Doug? I think this is just fan- This is just like super evidence on why the transition between when it's the fantasy and when it's the real life is the point when he starts watching the show, right? Mm-hmm. I think everything... The show after- doesn't actually exist. What? Which the, 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 the Teen Heart Street? Teen, teen Heart Street does not exist. I think so, too. Everybody come in. It's time to be programmed with what you're supposed to wear tomorrow. Yeah, the the advertisement, I'm looking at the wiki that has, like, it has pictures of the episode. The advertisement says, watch this or else. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> so I think it's something else. Like, I think Teen Heart Street is, like, maybe maybe everybody except for the kids see it as a different show, which is why uh, Judy is, like, it's a tool for enforcing juvenile conformity. Maybe it, Maybe she knows something. Maybe it's not, like, a teen drama. Maybe it's, like, an actual, like, propaganda programming show that the bluffs put on yeah maybe it's the 10 minutes hate from uh 1984 i think yes. it's something like that right the 10 minute fashion yeah this is how you will dress and this is why bb is so insistent on watching it because bb is the person who is defined by fashion bb seeks to control her father's propaganda apparatus and the way this is expressed herself is an interest in fashion well, but you guys are missing the lead here is that the fashion part, all of this takes place in a fantasy, I think. So I think this whole time they're like, maybe the whole course of this episode of Doug, after they go in to watch the state sponsored programming, the rest is just Doug thinking about how cool it would be to be a cool guy. Right. And he's just sitting there uh-huh. watching some like, you know, programming show you know what i mean the tv is off yeah ah. well no no no. it's not off it's it's watching it's 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 jacked into something terrible that like it's just like flashing colors and numbers and programming doug's mind I've, maybe he's just watching white snow and he's like uh-huh i'm cool uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yes yes <laughs> and judy's like why are you uh, filling uh-huh. your head with this junk huh <laughs> <laughs> well doug is like doug goes into school and now it's gym class, and Doug is playing Patty at basketball, and she just fucking smokes his ass at basketball, and then also says that she doesn't remember what Doug wears. <laughs> just unhinges her jaw and eats him alive. It is embarrassing. It's not a look. It's the way I've always dressed. Ah! If you say so, Doug. Yeah, like, Patty has never looked at Doug also, and then she just fucking pops off like crazy when she dunks on Doug twice in a row. Uh-huh. <laughs> Two points! Yes! 
pose. Hell this, yeah. This is part of the this is part of the humiliation fantasy. She just fucking steals the ball from him, scores twice, and then pops off like crazy at rocks. And then Doug's pants fall down and <laughs> trips over his pants that fell down. And then Patty still doesn't notice because she's never looked at him before. Right, she's dunking on him. <laughs> she's scoring more points. She's receiving a college scholarship. <laughs> oh, well, uh, now we're in the locker room, and there's multiple boys that are just standing in their underwear, staring into their lockers with their hands on their hips and power stances. We've all been there, folks. There's no elementary school that has a locker room. <laughs> We know this is a high school, but an elementary school. Come on. (laughs) It's just so weird that there are shots of, like, basically naked boys, but just standing in power stances in front of their lockers. Coach Spitz has his needs, damn it. God. And Skeeter says to Doug that he also doesn't pay attention to fashion, even though before this, Skeeter was the fashion guy? Like, remember when he was the shoe guy? There was a throwaway gag that he wasn't incredibly fashionable, but that was a complete throwaway gag, and why would anybody remember anything? No, there was an entire episode about how Skeeter was loved shoes, right? No, it wasn't about how Skeeter loved shoes. The fact that Skeeter was had fashionable shoes was a throwaway gag, so Doug could be anxious about getting himself cool shoes. Yeah. And also, coincidentally, as that was a fashion episode, that was the last time that uh, the Doug universe blinked in the direction of acknowledging that uh, races exist. Yeah. This one is going to do that as well, by the way, folks. Very weird. <laughs> Prepare to brace. Well, so Skeeter is, of course, as he says this, he's, of course, wearing Doug's clothes. And he also now has Doug's little belly as well. Even though in a previous episode he was worried about being too skinny. Whatever. <laughs> He's finally getting the weight. There you go. Yeah, yeah, there you go. This, this comes later. Success. Then. And this is this comes later in the lore. <laughs> and so now Doug has called a meeting at his his bedroom, in which everybody shows all of his friends show up early, like before Doug is home, and he like keeps them waiting in his room. And is just like You're probably wondering why I've asked you all here today. Well, certain accusations have been made. And <laughs> why did we put up with this? Why are we all here? That's what everyone is asking, justifiably so. Get to the point, Doug. Like, this is one of those things where, again, hanging a lampshade on a thing is a well-worn and cheap joke. Like, a wink at the fourth wall. It's acknowledging that... Yes, this is a little silly, but trust us, we'll go, we're going somewhere with it. The catch is that if you don't actually go somewhere with it, you're just telling the audience, hey, what a shitty thing you're watching right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you're just spitting in our face. Thanks for that, Jenkins. Yeah, I mean, they're just, everybody is just pissed that Doug has called them all there here, which is, you know, everyone's pissed that we've been called to watch the Doug show, so maybe that's what this is. Uh, and Doug opens his closet to reveal that he has a whole a closet full of the same clothes. They're all the same. And everybody's <sighs> pissed that he's just showing off his Dylan collection. You dragged us over here just to show off your Dylan Farnham collection? <gasps> just pull any of your photos out, man. Come on. They saw the photos walking up the stairs. Uh-huh. <gasps> uh-huh. <laughs> 
even like a second of thought can solve this problem for you. That's why it's a fantasy, right? It has like, to be. It's such yeah. a bizarre mix as a show because it's this strange mix of way overthought and way underthought. <laughs> because if you're establishing that, yeah, ah, yeah, isn't it funny that Doug's literally always worn the same clothes? Then what about any of the other stuff you've established is true? Don't you have to act like you're somewhat constrained by that since in the fiction of the show now there's something approaching continuity? Yeah, well, I mean, speaking of continuity, in the closet there at least still is the do not open box on the top of a shelf. God, I wish that ever paid off. We need to open that box. I bet Patty is just like, hey, Doug, what's in that box? And he's like, everybody leave. <laughs> Nobody look no at further questions. That's where he keeps the handcuffs. Yeah, oh, yeah his handcuff magic trick. Well, I'll, also, speaking of the handcuffs, there is a box also in his closet that I, I zoomed in a lot on. I think it says Satan 45 on it. It's predicting Donald Trump. It must be. Or it's where Doug keeps, because Doug has had multiple con- uh, uh, contacts with the devil and with demons. So maybe that's where he keeps his demon tools. That's where the demons live. <laughs> maybe. That's, that's where all of his sorcerous uh, accoutrements are. Maybe this episode takes place after the Funky Town episode where Doug met the demon of Funky Town and this has appeared in his closet ever since then? He he is a wizard. <laughs> yeah, the worst kind where he can't do any tricks except for the handcuff trick that is unreliable. That works an hour or two after he tries to do it. Right. Well... Doug imagines now, he goes into the best fantasy, in my opinion, in all of Doug, because Doug imagines being in the show, uh, Teen teen Heartbeat, or whatever the fuck it's called, Teen Heart Street, uh, as everyone just fucking leaves his room and says he sucks. Uh, he imagines in this fantasy that Connie drops her book in school and starts crying a bunch. This is so weird. And then Doug comes over. Connie, are you okay? Do you want to talk about it? Ah, Patty, help! What is it, Connie? Doug's acting weird again. Doug is acting weird again. (laughs) Also, Doug keeps his arm around the space Connie has just vacated. Because Connie, Patty comes over and tells him to just ignore him because Doug is a fucking weirdo. Oh yeah, just ignore him. He thinks he's Dylan Farnham. (laughs) This has absolutely already happened in real life. Uh This is what they do every time he fantasizes. Uh This is like, because even in this scene, in this fantasy scene, Doug has his eyes closed. So maybe this actually has happened before where like, because we know Doug's fantasies happen in real time where he's just had his eyes closed and he's like sleepwalking, right? (laughs) And Doug still keeps his arm over just the empty space where Connie was and then looks, it says to nobody Look, Connie, when we're hurt, it can be hard to talk about it, but I want you to know that I'm all, I'll always be there for you. And it zooms out, and Doug is being puppeted by Dylan, and he, like, talks shit. He's like, I'm there for you. Want to talk about it? Ha, 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 Giant Dylan. 
this is the weirdest goddamn thing, because what even is the message you're supposed to be communicating there? Is it that only weirdo tools will try and comfort women? Is it, that, is it that talking about emotions is only for losers? I don't know. What is it? I think that what they're going for there is Doug feels like now that his shirt is popular, people are going to expect him to act like the popular TV thing, which is a unreally strange thing to believe feeling like he has lost free will because his shirt got popular and as such he is now just an extension of what he sees on the tv there's again there's the echo of that thing we touched on in the mr swirly episode of jenkins feeling uncomfortable with the idea that big business and him might not be completely on the same page but it just ends up in this very odd individualism sort of thing but that's always what doug's fantasies do and it's played in a positive way right like he's race canyon he's a uh, fucking whoever the yeah. James Bond guy is right like he is smash adams he is those guys uh in his fantasies who is just someone who's on tv but those guys are fully grown adults and as such those are people who jim jenkins thinks are good role models if you're trying to be like one of those goddamn teenagers. Or maybe it's that these guys don't talk about their emotions, right? I Even that he doesn't talk about his emotions. He says, other people are allowed to have emotions at me. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, only, uh, you know, only a big Hollywood loser would do that, right? It's all fake. If a guy, if somebody wants to listen to someone else's problems, that means that it's fake, right? But if someone wants to go on adventures and whip demons, that's sick. I mean, tell me the lie. I want to talk. I'll talk about your emotions. Yeah, but why would we do that when you can instead be doing the whipping demons and uh, doing crazy James Bond bullshit? We can do both. We could play video games and talk. Whip, whip my demon. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, that's that's what I'm doing when I ask about uh, what's troubling you. I'm trying to whip the demons of your mind. Well, how am I supposed to jerk off to that? Oh my god, you guys! <laughs> you guys want to be uh, open your hearts to me? <laughs> I mean, the problem is you've seen inside there, and it's just video game trivia. It's good. Yeah, it's great, fellas. It's information about Yubnub. Aren't women shopping, fellas? All right, it's time to determine whether or not women do, in fact, that thing shopping be doing. Yeah, because Doug goes to the mall to try and find something else to wear because he doesn't want to be a copycat, and so. He goes into the mall, he goes into, like, some, like, department store, and he talks to a guy who is dressed just like him and asks for something original. May I help you? Um, maybe. I'm looking for something original. (laughs) Oh, pardon me. And the guy laughs in his fucking face, which is, okay, a bit of a good gag. Yeah. It is kind of funny that, like, a department store guy is wearing, like, a children's fashion. Like. <laughs> yeah. It would be bit. amazing if, like, Doug's dad was wearing it now. However odd. <laughs> that would be so cool. Doug's dad's like, wearing it, but he's wearing it in his children's size, so his gut's poking <laughs> out. 
And then his dad, his dad doesn't recognize that he yeah. why his son dressed like yeah. that would be that would rock. That would be a great gag. He's so good. And he's like, "Hey, Doug, cool clothes. Where'd you get them? <laughs> Are you stealing from my wallet again, Mister?" <laughs> yeah. When the like you look at the label on the the shirt that Doug's dad is wearing, and it says Doug. he like wrote his name on it and he's like dad that's my shirt and he's like are you telling me I'm a liar mister who the hell are you kid god and then you look at the photos on the wall and then Doug's dad has taped his face over Doug (laughs) and turnabout's fair play considering Doug's the one who married Doug's mom oh my god (laughs) I'm going to become you, son. Of course. You're a witness to a great becoming. Uh, Well, the guy in the department store who was wearing Doug's clothes, after he's done laughing at Doug, he tells him to wear the hippie look. And he tells him it's groovy, man. And he puts Doug in a blue headband and a fringe jacket with no undershirt and bright purple pants. And Doug says that this isn't original because my dad wore it in college. I have questions about your father, Doug. <laughs> Which tells you that, that his dad went to college in like the 1960s, and it's 1994 now. Oh. So like, how old is Doug's dad? <laughs> That's a very good question. Well, I guess, yeah, he's in his that 50s. That means he's, he's got to be in his 50s. when. So he had Doug when he was like in his 40s. I guess, yeah. I mean, that's not unheard of. That makes sense. Yeah, I'll buy it's that. Little, it's it's old for what he looks like. Oh yeah, it's old for what he looks like, and it's late by the standards of the time. But it's still it happened, I guess. Also, Judy was appreciably ahead of time, so maybe it was a case of uh, Judy, like Judy, then long intermission, then surprise Doug, then longer intermission, and they tried one last time, and that produced Dirk Bike. Because seriously, Doug is 12 years older than his little sister. Or maybe uh, he, Phil also experienced the same thing Doug is experiencing here, where he wore the hippie look before it was cool, and then he got pissed when uh, everyone Mm. mainstream took it. So Doug is, or Doug's dad is even older. No. Doug's dad... Doug's dad went to college in the 1940s. Oh, yes. Yeah. That is what okay. you just said, Mike. I'm yeah, I, I'm I meant the other way. Shit. <laughs> 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 okay. And Doug's dad went to college in the 1980s, but he was wearing 1960s clothes. That, yeah, let's say that that was what happened. <laughs> maybe Doug is 27 years old. Oh, maybe. <laughs> let's go with that. Oh, well... Then uh, the the sales guy gives him a new option for what to dress up in, and he says, check it out. It's time for the rap look. Word up, boy, ye. Like, what's up? Like, balm for the soul. And Doug is wearing a backwards hat and a hoodie and green pants and a gold medallion that says rap on it. <laughs> what a foyer indeed, sir. Oh my god. And Doug says that it sucks and he doesn't want to look like a rapper. And so then the guy says, Disco Mania, shake your booty. I don't want to shake your booty. Oh, 
shake my booty. And when he's saying that, there's like a, you can see just like a random woman customer just like staring at the guy, just being like, what are you doing, man? He's dressing this child. Yeah, he's dressing him in white pants, a white vest, white shoes, a purple shirt, and a shark tooth necklace. We've got the 60s, the 70s, and the 90s. Where is cocaine, Doug, for the 80s? Well, he already has that. He went to the, he went to this right. the pool. I want cocaine, Doug, back. Maybe he offered that to him, and Doug was like, nah, I already got that. That's <laughs> my other outfit. <laughs> yeah. That would remind people that I've ever changed my clothes, and in the canon of this episode, that never happened. Right. Oh, well, uh, Doug tells the guy that he doesn't want to shake his booty. So then a guy with dreads walks over and goes, what's going on here, man? Like, a pair of very <laughs> weird stereotypes arrive, and then a baffling choice as they argue incoherently for a solid, I counted them, 15 seconds. It's so long. It's about whether he should wear the hippie look or a leather jacket or something else. And yeah, they just argue about that, and... I listened very closely to see if I could make out any, like, key bits that they were saying. And the one thing that I really like is at the end, I think I can hear somebody saying, this is not funny at all. This is ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Story checks out. Story checks out. (laughs) Because they're just, like, I don't know, arguing and improving and not doing an amazing job at it. Why are we trying to do this? Why did we make this a full 15 seconds? Good God. I had the fill time. It's harder to do that, though. They had to animate three people individually. It costs money to do that. Spend longer on Doug moving down the street or something. Reuse some animation. Christ. None of these people get paid enough to argue with each other about (laughs) how to dress an Uh 11-year-old. None of them would have any reason to care. And I think all of them are wearing the Doug clothes, right? Yes. So this has to be a fantasy. (laughs) Like, everybody is wearing Doug's clothes. And then a gag happens. Yeah, Doug walks, walks away from these guys to go see a guy in a suit. And the guy is like, I think I can set you up with something good. I'll ask you a few questions. Do you like the mountains or the beach? Well, both. Have you ever jaywalked? Well, I guess so. Would you say you're easy to love? What? Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, baby. God, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> and then Doug says, he says, what would you do if you had a million dollars? And Doug's like, wait, 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 what about that easy to love one? <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy's like, he draws a chart on his on his page. There's like a line graph. And he's like, hey, you should wear the Dylan Farnham look and hands him the same thing. Hell Absolutely yeah. a fever dream uh-huh. <laughs> sequence. Yeah, and the clothes that Doug is wearing right now. <laughs> that is not a fever dream sequence. I will have you know that is solid technical analytics at play. You ask a bunch <laughs> of questions, you pretend you care about the answer, and then you give them what you wanted to give them anyway. Yeah, you ask them if they're easy to love. <laughs> and then if, when they don't answer the question, you tell them to shut up and keep going. God. Well, Doug gets frustrated and buys all of the clothes that he has been offered. 
keep this in mind for the next episode where Doug having money problems becomes a major issue. It costs like thousands of dollars, probably. One of the things he's buying is a solid gold medallion that says rap on it. And like just the pants and shoes alone would be crazy expensive. I'll be fair. That's probably not a solid gold medallion that says rap on it. The original (laughs) gold medallions of rap were lost to various witches over the years. I suppose. I suppose like a a department store would be selling a knockoff. Yes. That should have gone for the flavor flav and just gotten one big clock. If only. But fortunately, he can buy all of these clothes. And then now Doug is just in a random park that has a wall of advertisements on it. And he's kicking a soccer ball against a poster of Dylan. This is the one that says you got to watch it or else. <laughs> and Doug has put on all the clothes at once, basically. And he kind of looks like uh, Kamala Harris's stepkid. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> but the weird thing is, most of the clothes that he's wearing were not part of the outfits that he bought. The only thing that is the same is the rap metal. <laughs> Everything else is different. <laughs> he's wearing a pink hat with an orange pom-pom that did not exist in any of those clothes. He's wearing a tie-dye shirt that did not exist in any of those outfits. He's wearing fucking Beetlejuice pants, like black and white stripes that didn't exist uh-huh. in any of those outfits. And he's wearing like huge Timberland boots, which didn't exist in any of those outfits and then the rap metal of course of course (laughs) yeah so he must have bought more clothes Uh uh-huh the weird thing here also now i'm thinking about this if this was supposed to be uh like a sign if he was supposed to be wearing the same clothes that were in the outfits this implies that you can never mix and match clothes that you need to buy outfits as a set and you cannot mix and match right and that it's like weird that's that that's correct (laughs) yeah that's how I buy everything. Oh, yeah? You buy, uh, what, what is the set that comes along with your cargo jorts? Uh, it's a pair of cargo shirt and <laughs> cargo shoes that all have, they all have cargo pockets on Oh, and they all come with their own version of Game Boys. Yes. <laughs> you gotta have the DS in one. Yeah, I have a handheld console in every single pocket. <laughs> the Game Gear goes in your jacket. Right next to my... Lifting chalk and anabolic steroids. <laughs> That's in your socks. Uh-huh. Your your cargo jean socks. <laughs> jean socks. That's an image. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> That's why they're called jocks, of course. We overlooked it this entire oh. time. It's and you've they got wear jean socks. <laughs> and you've got your golden medal that says Nintendo on it. Yes. No, your jean medal. Nerd rap. It says nerd rap on it, of course. (laughs) And on the back, it has the number for the the 1-900 Nintendo hotline number, which I have called before. (laughs) Well, uh... That's right. (laughs) Well, Judy comes over to see Doug to tell him that dinner's ready. And is like, what's up with your dumbass outfit, dude? Also, just a side note here that this lets us know that this vague plane with the fence with the ad on it is somewhere near Doug's house. We're never not sure where, but just this is the plane of soccer-based violence, evidently. Yeah, it's like an empty lot. 
but it has grass in it, but every piece of, it's like a wooden picket fence and every single one of them has like, every corner of it has a different advertisement on it. Like there's a Bluffco advertisement on one on part of it and like this TV ad and I don't know what the hell this place is. Maybe it's just a corner of the park. I don't know. But Judy comes over and when she asks about the outfit, he's like, oh, I just want to be original. And Judy tells him that this look is actually uh, actually in this edition of Vague Magazine, and it's called the Schizo Look. Cool. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> and the, oh, and on the cover of Vague Magazine, it says that there are a hundred indistinct looks and to help you blur now. So it's about, you know, blending in and conforming. Yeah, also just a gag at the expense of, uh, it's a background element, you see? At least the writers, like, not the writers, the uh, artists are still able to try to do jokes. No one else can, but they can try. <laughs> well, Doug has a tantrum on the ground because he's not original, even in his, uh, even in his combination of clothes that he didn't actually buy. And Judy asks him why he cares so much. What? Do you think you're the only person in the world who ever wore a green vest? <laughs> of course. Also, <laughs> while she's doing this, she's doing all this very fancy-ass soccer bullshit. Yeah, she's, like, juggling the ball no problem. Like, bouncing it off of, like, the back of her feet and her head and, like, balancing it easy. Like, Judy must be on the soccer team or something. And she says that we're all copying someone. And then if no one was co copied anyone, we'd all just be running around naked grunting at each other. The perfect society. Yeah, Uncle Grunty. <laughs> yeah. Sign me up. Sign me up for the Grunt Society. And then unfortunately, the creepiest joke in this episode happens because immediately after saying that, Judy bonked herself on the head of the soccer ball and says, wait, I just had a great idea for a new show. Oh, is it the naked people grunting at each other or is it soccer? I'm pretty sure it's the naked people grunting at each other, Mike. It's naked people grunting at each other playing soccer. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's what Uncle Grunty's barnyard gang is that Doug watches every Saturday. It's the English national soccer team. Thank you. Yes. And Doug laughs at it as Dale writes on the walls. Yes. Dale writes on the walls. Wayne Rooney hasn't been good since the early 90s. Damn, Jim with the sports jokes. <laughs> Only here at the Funny Papers. This is now a sports podcast. We talk about playing soccer and grunting at each other. It is kind of funny because England takes soccer just like amazingly seriously. And they're so dog shit at it. Yeah, well, in some time they'll be naked and grunting at each other because they're Copying good, good teams. God damn it. <laughs> Words are hard. They always are. Uh, well, Doug uh, announces to everybody, he, he decides that he doesn't care about fashion anymore and just puts on his old clothes and decides that he wants to start acting like himself. And he walks back to school and he announces... While nobody listens to him, he announces... As you can see, I'm wearing the so-called Dylan Farnham look. Well, this is the way I like to dress, okay? So if that means I'm trendy, well, that's just the way it is. And now everyone is dressed like Skeeter, though. <sighs> <sighs> God damn it. 
And everyone included, everyone is like, yeah, you're wearing last week's clothes. Didn't you see Teen Heart Street last night? You're wearing last week's look. And now Doug is not, is excited that he's not cool anymore. Yeah, he does like a jig uh, <laughs> going off screen into the sunset going, I'm a loser. I suck. I'm on hip. Hooray. I suck. I'm on hip and I'm old. Yeah. Like, this is not a bit. He actually yells about how sick it is that he's uncool and lame and old. I'm not trendy. I'm out of date. I'm on hip. I'm not cool. I'm square. I'm beat. I'm lame. I'm old. And then his pants fall down, and then his underwear falls down, and his damp, tiny dick is flapping in the breeze. Also not a bit. And he continues to dance into the sunset as Patty dunks on him in the background and says, I've never looked at you, Doug. Everyone is throwing uh, dodgeballs and baseballs at him as, as he runs away with his dick flapping. <laughs> and then everyone tells Skeeter that he's cool because he, he's because everyone has paid attention to his clothes in the past. And then yeah, that would rock. Yes. If they were just like, man, we have, we're on the Skeeter. Look yeah, and, and then like fucking Dylan Farnham pulls up in a limo and handshakes Skeeter and tells him that he got the idea from Skeeter. <laughs> yeah, that would oh, that would be so. <laughs> that would be fun. Perfect. While Doug dances away about how it's sick to not be cool anymore. <laughs> we just made this episode immeasurably more entertaining. Dylan Farnham like hands Skeeter a check for royalties for the show and then is like, oh man, I'm so glad I came up with last week's dress by myself though. <laughs> God. <laughs> Oh, Dylan Farnham just absolutely dunking. Though that could not happen because the whole point of this is to serve as a reassurance to Jim Jenkins that it's okay that he has no idea what anybody is interested in anymore. It's so cool that I'm unhip. I'm old. I'm not fashionable. Yeah, that is probably a metaphor for this. (laughs) Or I mean, even just explicitly stated. Uh, because then Doug goes on to say the moral here, I think. I guess the key to clothes is to wear what you like and not worry about whether people say you're trendy or not. And I don't care what's on Teen Heart Street this week. Hey! Teen Heart Street's coming on! Porkchop, it's coming on! As Porkchop dances in random disco clothes that he found that are dog-sized. And not dancing to disco music. No. No. Not even, not even that. Can't even get that. The <laughs> stupid, pointless gag. Can't even get like the details of it right. Um, just incredibly incompetent. At least he wasn't yep. listening to the dog rap again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dog. You're a dog. Everybody. They could have had him in the rap clothes and listening to the dog rap. Right. They could have done that. They should have had him. But no. Sh- but no. They should have had him dressed in Skeeter's clothes. I would have rocked. <laughs> Well, <laughs> that brings us to the end of the episode. Um, what do we think the moral is? Fashion uh, is inherently bad. If you pay attention to it, you're a bad person. Only the enlightened are above such frivolous things as anything anyone else cares about. We should all be naked and grunting at each other. <laughs> those two tend to go hand in hand, those uh, two morals. 
<laughs> yes. What? So okay. I, I agree. I also have to TV's ask... attempting to brainwash our kids. We can't forget that. All right, of course, but continue to watch this show. Yes. Uh, I also have to ask, when does the fantasy begin and end in this episode? Or does it begin or does it end? I think the entire thing's a fantasy. Yeah, so. I'm with Sam on this one. I fought him on the grandma one, but this one is just completely... This is completely disconnected on all levels. I don't think there's a single part of this episode that really happened. I think the very beginning when Doug is walking through the park and sees the cool kids looking at a fashion magazine is real life. But I think everything after that is a fantasy. I think Doug, because it puts Doug into a mindset of, hey, people wear clothes. <laughs> and then he goes into a fantasy <laughs> forever. And then people think, do be oh, doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People wear clothes. Yeah. And then that's it. And then he writes. And then in his journal, he's writing, man, people sure do wear clothes. And then that's the end. <laughs> it's not quite there up the go. standard set by, hey, I'm left-handed. But you know what? <laughs> yeah, that was the it's best It's good to moral. see that he's doing accessible things these days. Big fan of that moral. Oh, man. All right. Well, I think that brings us to the end of the episode, I guess. Oh, man. Thanks for joining us, everyone, on another episode of The Funny Papers. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Yup, nub. Yup, nub.